0: In terms of industry focus, I think a lot of uh, the hyperscalers, Microsoft for sure, um, are leaning into industry focus in the last few years. Mm -hmm. And when I think about it, it's break it down simply to what is a problem that the customer has and how can you solve it with the use of technology?
1: And today I am so excited to be introducing a very special guest. She is a leader in our ecosystem in every sense of the world, has led a lot of alliances and partnership organizations, and helped develop them into a true mutualistic partner. Uh, Susan, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
1: Thank you, Susan. For anyone who is not familiar with you, can you share a bit about yourself, please?
0: Sure. Sure. My name's Susan Tommy. I'm based in, I'm a fellow Canadian. I'm based in Toronto. Um, I live in an area that's about 20 minutes outside of uh, downtown Toronto with my husband, and I have two kids, uh, a son, Troy, and a daughter, Evelyn. So I've been in Toronto for most of my life, but I always joke that I say I'm from uh, the town where I grew up, a small town called Chatham, which is near the Windsor-Detroit border. So that's where my family originated and that's where where I grew up as a kid and what else so as you mentioned I've spent a lot of time the last bit of my career has been as an alliance leader working on strategic partnerships and I've done a lot of different roles at different Canadian scale-up and startup companies from building end-to-end ecosystem strategies building and scaling various partner programs And most recently, I've been focused on managing strategic partnerships with cloud hyperscalers like Microsoft and AWS.
1: Awesome. And you've had such a diverse scale of different alliances and partnerships organizations. Can you tell us a bit about your journey towards partnerships and if that was something that you considered uh, while you were an early career professional?
0: So I definitely, I probably, the word ecosystem didn't exist, maybe not in a a business context when I started school. Um, But yeah, my path has been interesting and not where I thought it may end up, but I'm really happy that I've found a career path that I think really fits with my skill set and my personality. Um, I've been fortunate to hold a bunch of different roles in different functional areas, so I've been a Product marketer. I've been a product manager. I've worked as a solutions consultant and as a pre-sales engineer. And I think all of these different experiences, when I weave them together, has really led me to a career in partnerships, since it is such a cross-functional role. Um, from an industry perspective, I, I think of my career in sort of two phases. I spent a lot of time. I studied health healthcare sector strategy. Um, in business school, and I worked in hospitals, in medical device companies. I worked in virtual care, um, and that really led me into a career in SaaS. Uh, my background in product and healthcare helped um, get me a, a role at a Canadian company called Intellects building their healthcare applications. So I, as I mentioned, I've spent some time in different SaaS companies, different scale-up companies, which have been really fun. To be part of that journey and that growth stage with these companies
1: very interesting and i completely agree with you i think alliances uh really culminates like that three-headed dragon of like sales marketing and product and allows you to express yourself and, and really be the connecting dot like i think of it as almost you're being a translator um, one experience i relate to a lot is when i was in school I was working at a restaurant and I was what's called an expo. So my job was to connect the back of the house with the front of the house. And um, I, I think that that's probably one of the things that helped me a lot. Building alliances, talking to people who are sometimes a little more technical. Sometimes I'm talking to salespeople and I'm sure you've had the same thing. But now it's interesting because we're seeing a focus on healthcare or on uh, finance or on manufacturing and all these industry clouds that are popping up, do you find that that's um, something that's like increasing your your interest in these roles? Are you focusing more on an industry segment, or are you trying to go more horizontal and address challenges within um, alliances in general?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I when I think of healthcare, healthcare organizations are notoriously complex. Especially in public healthcare um, organizations, like in Canada. So I think what you were sharing with the with the restaurant experience, which is a very difficult job too. I've never worked in the restaurant industry, but I think having those different perspectives and pulling them together from, like I said, um, from clinicians to public to government, uh, it's definitely a specific skill set. In terms of industry focus, I think a lot of uh, the hyperscalers, Microsoft for sure, um, are leaning into industry focus in the last few years. And Mm -hmm. when I think about it, it's less for my role, but more about what is the organization I'm working with and what problem are they trying to solve for the customer? And I think that helps determine where you should focus. What is the problem? Break it down simply to what is the problem that the customer has, and how can you solve it with the use of technology?
1: Yeah, that that makes sense. I think taking that like almost customer perspective or leading with the problem is really interesting, and it's a skill set that is unique. I think uh, it, it makes it very rewarding. Do you find that uh, your ability to be such an external Internal employee is something that adds to the level of fulfillment that you get from partnerships roles. What what really draws you to this kind of career?
0: There's a few things I mentioned earlier, I feel it really fits with my personality. Um, I like the idea of business development um, and trying to, like I said, come together with the best solution. Um, I haven't held a traditional account manager or account executive role, but I like this type of selling where it's uh, solution-based selling. Um, and I I think from a personal perspective, I, I, I do have a strong sense of community and I do have a, a strong sense of um, altruism. So it's important to me to feel like I'm helping to build a solution that's solving a problem. So I think with partnerships and bringing together different types of organizations and different types of solutions to solve problems, I think that's what draws me to a role like partnerships. As well as I mentioned, the communication and cross-functional work is um, I think naturally how my brain works. I like to kind of take different pieces of the puzzle and see how they fit together. So all of those components uh, is what I love about working in partnerships.
1: Yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And I think there's so much to love in a role like this, but it's also a challenging one because um, especially for early career professionals, probably they might see a lot of the competition. You know, you're working with companies all over the world. You're working with companies that are different uh, growth stages and they might have different titles, different budgets, different responsibilities. Did you face that early on? Did you Uh, Find that like that element of comparison was a struggle early on. And have you pivoted away from that?
0: Definitely. I would say, um, in full transparency, I shared that my career path wasn't necessarily a linear journey. It was kind of, um, I say, a generalist path where I did different roles in different functional areas. And yeah, it was natural to look on LinkedIn or at, uh, you know, when you get together with classmates and oh, so-and-so is this title or has been promoted. Um, But I think as I've gained experience and and kind of had a chance to reflect and look back at all my experiences and how I see they weave together, I I think um, it's important to focus on the role that you have presently and get as much as you can out of it. I'd also say for me, I am I feel very fortunate that I have a really solid network of friends from different facets of my life, whether they're from my kids or from uh, school, that are very supportive and I have a very supportive family. So I think understanding and balancing that your career isn't everything. Um, your outside activities, your family and friends are just as important. And just having that safe network where you can talk and, and you soon realize you're not alone. <laughs> Nobody knows everything. And um, it's nice to be able to relate and share. So I feel very lucky that I have that support network.
1: Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And uh, I think it's something that we can kind of forget about. But it's important to have a circle of people you can be vulnerable with and trust and just be your authentic self. I've been having a lot of really awesome conversations on this podcast this one included of course and um i i find that this theme of authenticity and and bringing your true self to work has been coming up time and time again a lot of conversations around building balance into your your into the dna of who you are and not just being a person who is singularly focused on um your career or your professional life is so important. Do you find that that's also something that helps you within your role? Like if if you're talking to others in alliances, maybe you talk to them about their interests, you build true relationships. Is that something that helps you propel forward?
0: A hundred percent. Partnerships, you can't underestimate the importance of soft skills and building relationships and connecting. Of course, the last few years and living through the pandemic sort of exposed all of us um, and sort of blurred the lines between personal and professional life. But I think it's great. I I definitely, whether it's internal relationships or external, I am naturally, I, I like people, I enjoy learning from others. And so it's not always uh, strategic, but, mm-hmm a general interest in understanding different people. You and I were chatting a little bit about um, our family backgrounds and living in such a multicultural country like Canada. I think it's really interesting to understand people's diverse backgrounds. Um, Just from an interest perspective. And then there are lots of ways that we can relate to different types of people. Again, either in a partnership setting or within an organization, if you work in a different types of functional role. So I think for sure, having that curiosity and interest in others and just talking about relationships it's probably advice that a parent or grandparent may have given you, but just be kind to others and Mm -hmm. treat others the way you'd want to be treated. And I think that goes a long way from building success uh, from revenue perspective and, and business goals, objectives, but fostering those relationships and trust and all those things that you need for a successful alliance or partnership comes from starting from a place of kindness.
1: Right. Yeah, it's so interesting. I, I completely agree. And um, maybe it ties to like the type of people um, you are or I am and um, why a career in, in this path kind of becomes more appealing. But I I have my background in econ and finance so not really uh, very relevant in in a lot of ways but i find that many people sometimes get so focused on just like what is bringing profit today and they forget that sometimes there's an investment that can be a huge positive roi and you can justify being kind uh in, in in a fiscal sense you don't have to genuinely be a good a good person you can kind of like um, go through the rational, like uh, financially oriented model. And, and it still makes sense, but sometimes people just dismiss it because they think it immediately means a loss or they're not thinking from uh, help others and they will help you, kind of mutualistic partnership um, orientation. Thankfully, that doesn't really exist in in this ecosystem because I don't think people would succeed because it is so interconnected, but you see it outside and you see it in even other business application suites where there is more of a uh, like hunt or be hunted uh, mindset. And I think people are a little less inclined to help each other. Um, so it, it's always refreshing to talk to people like you, Susan, and others who are championing this um, this view of being as helpful as as possible, being kind. And really embedding that into your life and to the point about understanding others, I think that's so critical because, again, like very similar story where it can help you if you're just thinking purely from a professional sense. It also makes things easier because you're not having to argue with others and also it's the good thing to do, which is arguably the most important part, but there's kind of ways to explain it from any front, which I think makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah
0: i I would add the bottom line is we're all here to make money. like let's not yeah. beat around the bush, but I think <laughs> um strategic partnerships in particular can can be very long term. And all the points that you mentioned, building that foundation of trust and relatability, and yes, I want to work with this person as you're on a journey that may be, you know, Twelve months, eighteen months before you realize the revenue, I think um, are, are critical components. So, yes, uh, you know, be fair and and trustworthy and kind and all those things, and it will lead you to the money. It's not one or the other. I think you kind of have to think of both of them. And I'd also add, if you are in the tech space, it is a relatively small space. Um, globally, I would even uh, even argue. So you never know when you're going to come across people at different companies or later in your career. And I just I always want to try to hold myself to that integrity to know that, hey, Khaled, if you and I worked together in five years, that we had a good experience from when we were we worked together previously.
1: hundred percent. And it's interesting you reference the fact that Alliances and partnerships take time, but it almost feels like there's a bigger focus on building partnerships than ever before. And so maybe the million dollar question is, which uh, really is a million dollar question because you have to invest into partnerships, is why should a company do that? And, And how can they build the stamina to establish an alliance's function if they don't have one yet? If a company is still growing, and they want they see that there's a value in partnership-led growth, but they're not really sure or they're not sure how to measure it or what KPIs they should include. Do you have any insights on this?
0: Yeah, there's um, lots to unpack there, but I would start, you know, Jay McBain, who's a, a a leader in our space has coined this the decade of the ecosystem. And as you mentioned, all the acceleration and growth for a variety of factors, um, economic impact, the pandemic, lots of uh, changing ways in which customers are purchasing software, has really led to this um, big moment for partnership and alliance uh, leaders um, to really embrace this this mindset. I think. Um, if I come into a new organization that hasn't worked with partnerships yet and is trying to figure it out, um, one of the first things they do is try to understand sort of do a stakeholder assessment, understand where they're at, what they're hoping to achieve with partnerships. As we've talked about, there's ISBs, there's GSIs, there's channel partners, there's lots of different types of partners. So understanding what are what are the goals of the organization? What is the value of your product? And what are you hoping to achieve um, by partnering? I mentioned earlier, always keeping the customer front and center. So again, what is the pain point I'm trying to solve for my customer? And putting them in the center really helps develop your strategy and figuring out who should we partner with And again, bringing that value mindset. We talked about kindness, but it's also about, you know, articulating your value and the value of the partner and how can you come together to solve this problem. So I would say from a strategic point, that would be the first thing, understanding your current state assessment, what you'd like to achieve with partners. Secondly, doing an assessment of the types of partners that you wanna work with to solve your customer challenges. And the last part you talked about of, you know, getting the executive buy-in um, is really looking at your metrics of success. Uh, what are you measuring with the partners? We, we know sort of the classic um, pipeline measurements that you might look at, but also some of the um, other maybe qualitative or uh, softer metrics that you might want to look at that partnerships can drive, whether it's deal velocity or customer value. Um, that would be the third sort of really important thing as you're looking at partnerships, showing the value, both from a short term immediate and sort of a longer term horizon. Right. And it's
1: it's interesting, like you wouldn't think about these um softer kpis like deal velocity or brand awareness or um how frequent like even honestly uh conversion rates can be better because then partners are not seeing risk partners are more willing to refer to you they know more about you and i think of it as um kind of a matrix of engagement and enablement so and you're trying to Get your partners always top into the right, Uh, improve their engagement and make sure that they're constantly interested, but at the same time, enabling them and giving them the resources. It's no good uh, doing either. You can give someone all the resources in the world and never give them a reason to resell your product or give them a reason to refer you or to talk to you. And you can do the same where you're giving them all the right reasons, but you're not giving them the means and you're not easy to work with. And I think that's also part of it is being cognizant of when you have to accommodate others and understanding when it makes business sense. Um, And yeah, to your point, we're, we're, we're sounding like saints here for a second where we were talking all about altruism, but I think it does ultimately serve a purpose. So it's important for companies to be aware of that and um, not just build partnerships for the sake of partnerships also have uh, some assessment that they want to do have an interest in going after uh, the ecosystem uh, kind of alpha that is starting to exist nowadays and really capitalize on the potential of offering whether it is a white labeled solution or a full suite of products or services on top of another solution or whatever it may be, uh, finding synergy, um, if, if I can use the, the most uh, cliche uh, wording from uh, the early 2000s, but it really is becoming more and more important, especially as uh, customers are more informed and they have a lot of options and it's important to reduce risk and reduce friction as much as possible.
0: Yeah, I I agree with with everything that you mentioned and I, I sound a little bit like a broken record, but I think always putting your customer as sort of the focus and what value are you creating for the customer through this partnership or alliance is really, if you can anchor that um, in your strategy, I think it goes a long way. Whether it's partnering again with a hyperscaler or, um a smaller organization, really understanding what you bring to the table and what um your partner does uh, is a great is a great way, and has been helpful for me to sort of guide um, different uh, partnership strategies right.
1: right. and I, I I know you have been talking a lot about the internal reflection um and and I'm sure you'll agree, like also having external reflection, knowing like you were just saying, which partners are best for what scenario, even for what product you have or what part of your suite, um, being lean with them and and getting as as much traction as possible early on so you can build up the momentum and build that like, kind of uh, moat that you can mm-hmm. have of partnerships. I think that is all critical to partnerships and that's what makes or breaks them. You can have a lot of, uh, we see it in Microsoft, a lot of ISVs that, really do no marketing anymore because they had really strong partnerships in the early days that they built with Mm -hmm. hard work with going to conferences and establishing their brand by just connecting as humans and that's now a huge bank of evangelists for them that they don't need to do too much to empower it's just like kind of on maintenance mode
0: yeah
1: (laughs) Um, Awesome. Susan, I I wanted to ask you, um, as you were developing your career in alliances, uh, was there any piece of advice that you received along the journey that uh, really helped you?
0: Um, I would say, uh, speaking of Microsoft, uh, Satya Nadella, had I've heard him reference saying, always do the best job you can in your current role. Sometimes it's difficult to be patient when you're looking for the next, the next big opportunity, but I try to really embrace that, that advice and trying to really focus. It's, it's great for your organization, but also personally, when I look at my, a new role, I think about what do I want to get out of this, um, current role how can this en- enhance my experience or what new experience can I add to my CV so I think having that mindset of i'm I'm here to learn I'm here to contribute as much as I can has been a piece of advice that I think is really helpful to to do the best work you can in your role like
1: it yeah and and I think that's something that can be easily missed because we're all very driven people in this ecosystem, and sometimes you want to push ahead, but uh, it's also important to, like, if you're doing something, do it the right way and, mm-hmm. and fully invest uh, into it, which I think is critical. Um, any other pieces of advice that you want to share with um, either people who are considering going into partnership, maybe things that are not frequently taught that you think are really important um, to ensure that people are successful?
0: Um, we talked through really focusing on the customer. I would say that that is definitely true. Um, the the other things that I would encourage um, others, like you mentioned earlier in their career or what I, I try to do as well is is don't be afraid to ask questions. We mentioned earlier, you know, not everyone has, nobody has all the answers to everything. But um, not being afraid to speak up if you're not sure, I think that's something I've learned along the way too. You don't want to seem silly. Um, I also would say spend a lot of time listening. So ask the right questions, but at the right time. So when I go into a meeting uh, or I join a new organization, I try to spend a lot of time listening um, to others and get different people's perspective. We talked about the stakeholder assessment. I think that's really critical to spend a lot of time listening and learning and it helps you make educated um, questions. So that's one thing that I've I've learned and I keep trying to do. And kind of the the third point I would say kind of in line with that, and I know some of your other guests have, have shared a similar view is just embracing this continuous learning. Uh, we talked about the decade of the ecosystems and AI and marketplaces and all these new things that are happening. So you always have to sort of be in learning mode and commit to that. Um, again, I don't know everything, but I can learn it sort of mentality.
1: That, that makes a lot of sense. And I think um, it's important to be intentional about it. Because, again, like everything we said, sometimes we focus on the hard like metrics and forget that there's a build up towards that and so while you're being patient with your career while you're uh, kind of trying to make sure that you excel within the role you're in or as a leader it's also very important to keep that in mind is listen look around seek first to understand and and have that growth mindset um i think the intentionality in it is really important Uh, maybe carving out time. It doesn't have to be like a full day a week, maybe even an hour just to talk to others, listen to podcasts um, like this one or one of the many others in this ecosystem. I'm not just trying to vlog my own product here, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but also uh, read and um, see what Microsoft has or any any other leaders in this um, kind of technology space we're in has to say. And I think that helps uh, with everything. And and I know, Susan, you're uh, the expert networker, but um, I, I'd love to hear some of your tips on that front as well. If If you found that going outside of your usual network has helped you as well with the growth mindset.
0: Yeah, you asked me earlier if I thought I would be in a career in ecosystems and definitely a hard no there. But Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, it might not be taught in a textbook, but there's so many great resources like you were mentioning. LinkedIn is definitely a tool I use. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mentioned, you know, don't be afraid to speak up. Something that I do all the time, um, and it has to come from a in my opinion it has to come from a genuine place but i it's similar to what you were sharing i bookmark an hour a week to catch up i'll I'll save webinars or podcasts i'm like oh i want to listen to that later and if i do listen to it and have a great learning or get a really great insight i'll follow up with the person and thank them and say hey you know i really learned a lot thank you for sharing your thoughts or or this um collateral. And you'd be surprised how often people reach out. Uh, like yourself, people want to contribute to the community and and build a knowledge base. So I think they're happy to hear that feedback. And I have built a lot of relationships by doing that. So I would just say um, it is a lot of work, uh, but it's worth the effort of um, staying on top of things and connecting with others. And as you mentioned, there's a lot of great um conferences or associations in the partnership space there's ultimate partners there's partnership leaders um inspires coming up there's lots of opportunities to make connections with others
1: completely agree uh susan thank you so much for um sharing all of this because honestly for me it's uh it's super helpful i think it's always a good reminder um, and even if there's something that, you know, I know everyone says like, we have two ears and one mouth and you can say like, oh, you should always try to network, but it's hard to keep that, um, momentum up. And like you said, it is a lot of work following up with people is a lot of work. Um, reaching out is a lot of work and can be daunting, but I think seeing someone like you, who's built success who this means, who has tried the different methods and and reached the right results, I think uh, helps put a lot of uh, promise behind these methodologies. And I'm sure it's uh, super helpful for everyone listening and definitely for me as well. Uh, So thank you for that. Um, Any last thing that you want to share with the audience?
0: Uh, no, I just want to say thanks again for having me on the show. I think it's great. And I think it's great what you're doing for the community. And uh, if anyone um, wants to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn, Susan Tommy, And I'm happy to to chat about anything, anything that you may have found interesting or or anything else you want to chat about.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you for making yourself available to the community. I really appreciate it.